because we're in our 30s, my coworker and I had a lengthy discussion about how nice it is that cauliflower was on sale yesterday. <laughs> oh. That sounds like something out of an office sitcom. <laughs> like the you they're walking past like the two most boring people in the office. <laughs> That's not true. I put memes on my cubicle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cauliflower was only $2.99. That's a good deal. Right? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally... Cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. And today I have been genetically recombined with a bird that has a superpower. <laughs> yeah. But only like 2%. So small. That's why I can still talk. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because, you know, birds definitely not known for being able to mimic voices. Yeah, this bird definitely can't. So oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the bird that I've been genetically recombined with today is a necromantic disaster cormorant. That's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I feel like if I had to pick a bird that wasn't a vulture or a corvid to right? be necromantic, a cormorant feels right. Pretty high up there. Yeah. Maybe just because they're black all over, but <laughs> that's also they, biased. Well, they like shit everywhere and destroy the local ecosystems i was gonna say aren't they and it's like inherently super invasive they are not that is false oh. advertising <laughs> i grew up like near a lake and over the years we watched various small islands just completely die and then the cormorants would move to the next one shit on all the trees and all the trees would die yeah the Funny thing is, is that I think recently they've started to say that cormorants just have done this forever. Like, uh. cormorants aren't not supposed to be in Ontario. But, like, you hear about this a lot in Toronto, too, because the Toronto Island fancy people oh. get really mad about cormorants. Yeah, they would. Yeah. And I actually looked it up at one point because I was like, have people tried to, like, control cormorants? Yeah. And there was this hilarious thing where... They tried to destroy cormorant nests to, like, get rid of them. Like, essentially dr tried to drive them to, like, local extinction. Mm -hmm. But cormorants, when their nests are destroyed, will just make another nest. Uh-huh. And sometimes it actually drives them to, like, reproduce more. <laughs> so by destroying a bunch of cormorant nests, they, like, boosted the population. <laughs> That's such a cormorant thing to do. Yeah, they are pretty destructive, but, like, they aren't doing anything that they haven't done before. <laughs> well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think more the problem is that humans have destroyed all of their predators. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. often an issue. Anyway, this one's necromantic, which is fun. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I have, like, Ontario bias. A cormorant is the last bird I want to be undead. <laughs> personally <laughs> but is it undead or is it um able to raising raise the, the dead? dead yeah i would assume raising the dead yeah what dead is it raising other cormorants i don't want that either <laughs> probably 
fish fish <laughs> it just horks them up <laughs> yeah it's no see it does that thing you know how there are those fishermen who have pet cormorants yeah where they tie the string around their throat uh-huh so they can't swallow so the they fish. can't swallow the fish it's that but when they cough the fish up it's undead okay <laughs> yeah i mean that's interesting i guess yeah Anyway, that's the bird I am. <laughs> what about you guys? Who are you? And also, what are you? My name is Sam, and today I am 2% of a ghost copepod swan. Whoa. Oh. Is a copepod swan just a flamingo? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. I love that. You know, it's like Nailed when it. you forget the name of something in a different language you're just like yeah. you know like the, the corma the swan. sorry the copepod swan uh-huh the pink copepod swan you know the, the no. pink copepod swan but oh it's not God. pink yet because it didn't eat enough copepods it's like no yeah. yeah but they're pink because they eat the shrimps which the shrimps eat the copepods right mm. yeah brine shrimp i think are not no they're they're not copepods they're not yeah they're, they're not in the same group either no they big they They're in some weird different group. <laughs> the yeah. things some that kind of the flamingos eat eat the copepods, so the relationship is still there, but yeah. mm-hmm. the copepods <laughs> themselves are too small to attribute the color. Like the flamingos aren't eating the copepods. They're too yeah. small. I mean, if we're talking about big things that eat copepods, Boy, let me tell you about right whales. <laughs> <laughs> Flamingos are not filter feeders like your baleen whales. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of filter feeders, aren't they? Are they? Maybe. They like I don't know enough about birds, yeah, wait. honestly. Maybe I I'm just I think they are wrong. filter feeders. I think they are. Okay, hold on. Is a baleen whale, is baleen fine enough to catch copepods? Right yeah. whales exclusively feed on copepods. Wow, I'm learning so much. Yeah. It's like oh my god, calamus, do you want... right? No, I'm yeah, good, specifically... actually. I'm good. <laughs> they specifically feed or target Calanus finmarchicus, but they do eat other Calanus species. Yeah. But that's why right whales have been moving, because the copepods are moving. Wow. And all the right whales are starving to death and also getting hit by boats and entangled in fishing line the copods are leading them right into a trap <laughs> straight yeah. into the fishing gear <laughs> yeah they're they're like banding together and swimming through fishing lines like <laughs> no <come on. laughs> this explains so much drag the right whales right through it um anyway i forgot what superpower your bird had <laughs> oh i'm a ghost oh right a ghost spooky extinct <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the copepods crashed, the zooplankton community crashed, and therefore there was no more food. So wow. I became a ghost. No, That's no. So tragic. The story they of did it. North they Atlantic. did it. They did it first <laughs> they, to the copepod swan. They did it swans. to the copepod swan first. <laughs> they have a modus operandi. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it all started back in 1991. <laughs> oh, we're figuring it out. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Um, okay, wow. what about you, the last one? <laughs> Me, the last one. I am yeah. Hannah, and today I have been 2% recombined with a screaming ceramic quail. Whoa. <laughs> Which, I don't know why. To me, uh-huh. it seems like a thing that you would, like, put in your teapot that would, like, tell you when your tea is ready. Like a little tchotchke. Yeah. yeah that's what causes the tea to scream. It's not the steam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
like you know yeah you can get those like little guys that like sit on the side of your pot while you're cooking and they ostensibly have a function but mostly they look cute i feel like it's something like that do they scream when it starts boiling yeah when the food (laughs) is ready they scream oh okay like a kettle (laughs) but they're ceramic yeah yeah you know we'll workshop it we'll workshop it (laughs) i just i thought i just immediately thought about doctor who Oh, is there screaming ceramic quail in that? I, for some reason, I was conflating it with the uh, a- the stone angels. The, like, weeping angels? When you perceive the screaming quail, it turns into <laughs> ceramic. So, oh. And then when you look away from it, it can move it, again. It screams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. It continues no. to be ceramic. But it just screams if you're not looking at it. <laughs> Which is honestly really convenient because the weeping angels would not scream and then you wouldn't know they were coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really, if you're in a place with weeping angels, all you got to do is put a screaming ceramic quail on them. On each of them. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. way, when the angel moves, you'll know because you will hear the quail scream. Yeah. But it's so important to not have your screaming quails facing each other because if they look at each other they'll be trapped <laughs> ceramically forever <laughs> screaming <laughs> yeah sorry that's a spoiler for doctor who <laughs> oh really mm-hmm. oh they make remember. the angels stare at each other and then they get trapped that's hilarious <sighs> scary episode that's why it stuck for me for so long that's the first Doctor Who episode I ever saw. And I was like, the f- why do people like this show so much? This is terrifying. And also the Doctor's not really in it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, so why is it called Doctor Who? Because <laughs> like, we oh. don't know who he is. <laughs> there, there's a character in some other episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who episodes aside, the reason we're birds is not because we're weeping angels <laughs> from uh-huh. Doctor Who. Uh-huh. It's because we're reading the Bird Kids book, Maximum Ride, The Angel Experiment. The Weeping Angel Experiment? Guess we'll find out. Oh, <laughs> I mean, crossover. Everyone on it. She does wanted. do that <laughs> several times. She does. Don't perceive Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I would love not to. That's the experiment. Um, okay, well, as usual, we read four chapters this week. So how about you guys tell us what happened in them? Well, we start chapter 93 with Max starting to seriously freak out and declaring <laughs> that they need to find out their histories and destinies at the Institute and not be at a toy store. Though it seems like a pretty cool toy store. Just ask Hannah. Max's voice comes <laughs> in and tells her to relax and then two racers jump in and the chase begins. They start to get away and then a heavy clawed hand of an eraser yanks Max back by the hair and angel screams bloody murder chapter 94 then has max being slung over the back of an eraser as he makes a run for it with her in tow some chaos ensues and eventually someone trips the eraser carrying her and they hit the ground ha- hard turns out though uh wasn't actually tripped don't know what happened racer is dead and max did something mysterious and no one knows what's really going on The cops come by and Fang yells, crazy drug addict, as the flock makes their escape. Max then mysteriously finds an ATM card with her name on it, but her voice tells her she needs to figure out the password before they can use it. And then they all head back to Central Park. Also, this, I think, was the longest chapter yet. It was, like, three whole pages. I think we've been averaging, like, a page and a half on my phone. So it's, like, almost double the length, guys. Dang. (laughs) Wild. Crazy. 
Yeah. Well, in chapter 95, the bird kids have regrouped in Central Park, where they very briefly discuss the voice before falling asleep into chapter 96, (laughs) where they're awoken by cops megaphoning at them that it is unlawful to climb trees in Central Park. As if these kids don't spend enough time running away from things, they have to climb down the tree like normies, and then they scatter. Angel drops her... (laughs) Yeah, like normies. (laughs) Like normies. Like normies. Not like superhero whatever the hell she calls them. Angel drops her ill-gotten stuffed bear Celeste, but they don't turn back. They are running away. Wow. Yeah. That's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) That's what you missed on Glee. Yeah, sure. (laughs) This is the musical episode. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know how Sam was missing eraser attacks? Yeah. I'm missing the bird kids flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's Are they fair. even bird kids? <laughs> well, they're in New York City. They can't just fly willy-nilly. Uh. They can get abducted and kill erasers willy-nilly, apparently. But yeah. flying is too far. Yeah. I just had to get that off my chest because it's just like, man, it really feels like this part of the book, the whole time they've been in New York City, they didn't need to be bird kids for this plot. Like the plot of the book, they actually don't need to be bird kids. No. And I'm like, that's kind of boring. (laughs) It would have been nice if they had put a little more focus, I guess, on the fact that they are bird kids. Yeah. As opposed to just, like you said, if the plot specifically was because they were bird kids and not just because they were like science experiment abuse children yeah like i'm like man i really hope i don't remember i feel like since i don't remember it's probably not this but you know it'd be cool if like the institute is like completely impossible to get into from ground level Mm. But, oh, if you fly up to, like, wherever and then you can get in through the next building or, you know, like, yeah, I feel like this book just does not take advantage of the fact that they have wings. (laughs) I think that's because there's still this deep religious underlying thing with it. And it's not the birds that's making it them, like, important. It's the fact that they're, like, supposed to be angels and the religious messiahs or whatever. But they're not really doing that either. Well, but there was teasing now, the last little bit's been teasing how Max is supposed to save the world. So Yeah, but she also has a voice coming from, capital letters, the other side. Oh, God. <laughs> God. I don't know, it, I don't think religious people think of, like, heaven as the other side. Isn't that more like a voodoo, like, spiritualism sort of thing? You're asking well, the wrong person, but I'm still standing by my religious theory. yeah. Yeah, no, because, like, Sam's right, like, there are no stakes for them being in human world. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, they have nothing that sets them apart because their wings can magically fold down directly into their backs. Yeah. So it is like, yeah, they can, if they just kept their wings folded for their entire lives, they could just live life as a human, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, the fact that there's, like, no stakes that way or no, like, it's just like, oh, we fly to get from one place to another is kind of the only thing they do yeah. <laughs> so far. Well, like, and I think the only thing, if I'm right, the only thing that necessitates them having wings is the fact that the only way to make humans have wings is to, I guess you could do a bug or something, but like it makes more sense with a bird. Or I guess there's also bats. But angel wings are typically sense. feathered. Not, and yeah. humans are yeah. 
our membrane. So like again, yeah, it makes it Did it you makes, say human? <laughs> did you say human? Humans are membrane? Humans. I don't yeah. know what I said. What humans are membrane, you know, like a lot. Demons. There's a lot of membranes demons. on a human if you think about oh, it. Oh demons, okay. Demons. Oh demons. I mean some humans are demons. No, you're right actually. That makes a lot of sense because I I have been like, what the hell? Why bird wings? Like, why not something because easier? Angels are like traditionally feathered wings. Yeah, Says right. the yeah. least religious person on this podcast who has had no <laughs> religious training. <laughs> Actually, Sophie, you might be there with me. I, I think don't know. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been baptized, so I think I basically know everything. Um, oh, see, I'm not so. even baptized, so I'm right. <laughs> wow, I just know it all. Hell, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Are waiting. you going to hell, Hannah? You've been baptized. You met me, of course I'm going to hell. <laughs> Why do you think I'm not going to hell? I never said that. Okay, good. No, I'm just automatically going because yeah. I was never baptized. Yeah, like we had a chance and yeah. didn't make it. <laughs> Hannah and I had to work hard. We had to I work had hard no to go to hell. I had no fighting chance. Nothing yeah. I could do. It's okay. You can still be baptized. We have a Bible in the house that I think technically belongs to you. So, Oh, my God. oh it does. Um, <laughs> I don't claim it, though. And- <laughs> If I ever get baptized, I want to get baptized like they did through COVID, where the priest had to shoot the babies with the water gun. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind the one where they just tell you to, like, go hang out in a lake for a while. You just have to, like, hang out underwater. Oh. I like being underwater. That'd be fun. I don't remember being baptized because I was an infant. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like doing it in a lake is more fun than doing it in a pedestal at a church. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, moral of this whole conversation, <laughs> yeah. they have bird kids because angels have typically feathered wings and the only way to even possibly give humans feathered wings would be to cross them with a bird and not other winged organisms. Yeah, and it does feel like the only reason they have wings is to like be a regular human, but then they could get in front of a crowd and spread their wings and be like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then it's going to be like, oh my god, angels! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fear not, or whatever they say. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. (laughs) Be not afraid. It is I, Maximum Ride. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if if they were going for the religious angle, they probably would have given them religious names. Maybe they have religious names. Maybe they have religious names. Because these names they have, they named themselves. Yeah. And it doesn't seem... Yeah, but, like, they named Angel. That's true. Like, the other kids named Angel. Do we think there are, like, angelic names that are, like, are similar to all of their names? Like, do we think that's no. what might be? No? I I don't. I've, listen, I don't <laughs> I've done some research into, like, some of the more accepted Angel names in the past. Uh, and they're all, like, the ELs and, the, like, Gabriel and... Uriel, yeah. Like those Do they kind of things Castiel? <laughs> I think that <laughs> isn't that one from Supernatural. It is. Yeah, I think it <laughs> okay. might also be from not the sure. Bible. <laughs> yeah, like they're. Yeah, well, oh, it's been so long since I looked into this. I don't know if all of them are directly from the Bible. I think like people have come up with them from like various sources, but a lot of the angels do have names, and a lot of the names are not like regular names, other than like Michael. Yeah, and I guess like. I was just going to be like, well, maybe it's all like angel names that start with the same letter, you know? And then I'm like, there are probably angel names that start with every letter. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyway, that's fun. Sure. Yeah. Why not? 
Um, oh God, I do like the idea of Max just like coming down in front of a reverent crowd and being oh like, God. "Be not afraid, I'm Max." <laughs> What's up, I'm Max? I can I it's like coming. picture it. Yeah. What's up, dipsticks? What's up, I'm dipsticks? <laughs> Be not afraid, freaks. <laughs> yeah, be not afraid, freaks. <laughs> that would be a good scene. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we could talk about the actual chapters now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that all came out of the fact that there are no, like, physiological or plot consequences of them being half-bird, and that's a shame. Not half-bird. I'm also kind of mad because not to reveal all of my secrets, but... For something I was looking up for the last episode that I ended up not talking about. Oh. I wanted to revisit the what bird, like what hawker each of the flock. Oh, yeah. Right. Because I, I think there was just something that twinged it in the last episode that I don't remember what it is anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is I went to the Maximum Ride wiki because they each have a section called appearance. And so mm. I was just like, I'm just going to look because I don't want to go back through the whole book and remember what their descriptions yeah, yeah. were. So I clicked on them. And like Gasman and Iggy throughout the entire series never have their wing colors described. Oh, really? Like never. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and I, so I'm just like mad about it now. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like clearly you didn't even look up like, uh, I, it just as someone who like looks like leaves all these little Easter eggs whenever I write anything or yeah. when I think about writing something like if I was writing this book, you know, each of the characters would have a bird that I had like all of these reasons for choosing, you know, yeah. like <laughs> their names would be chosen for a specific reason, et cetera, et cetera. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, man, you're not even like, oh, Fang maybe has black wings because he's a vulture. And then, like, have just some fun little things because Fang is mixed with a vulture, you know? Yeah, like he has bad posture. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, maybe he's bald. <laughs> yeah, like he likes stale food. You know, like he always yeah. leaves his uh, cheesies out overnight or something. <laughs> you know, like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... there In one of these chapters, I think it might have been the last one, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but Max talks about wanting to go back to the desert, which is obviously just because, like, they had a good time with the fruginous hawks. Yeah. It's like, it would be interesting if it was, like, something inherent to Max that made her really like being in deserts. Yeah. Or, like, one of the bird kids is more like a northern bird, and so, like, they do well in the cold, but they get overheated yeah. easily or something. You know, like, it would be fun. Yeah. If Angel's, like, a dove, she would probably really like being in a city, right? Because <laughs> yeah. doves like to be on cliffs and up high, and, like, pigeons are a kind of dove, and pigeons are obviously very urban. Yeah. Like, well, I do yeah. sort of, like, if... Because I, I sort of was getting hopeful, because I think we sort of assume nudge is a ferruginous hawk, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, and in this book, at least, even though it's not true, the ferruginous <laughs> hawks are social hawks mm -hmm. here. And so it's mm -hmm. like, and Nudge is really social. Like, that's mm -hmm. fun. <laughs> yeah. They could have done so much with this. Idea. Yeah. Anyway, I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, but now I am. I guess this is too easy to talk about now, but I did want to su suggest something for fang okay because 
because he scrambles down the tree really easily. Oh, yeah. In the later chapter. And so I'm like, there is a woodpecker that's black all over. Ooh. Oh, that's that's not where I thought it was going. Yeah, okay. So I think Fang is actually a woodpecker now. (laughs) That's fun. The black woodpecker, which is found in the Paleoarctic. Oh. Oh. Paleoarctic? What's the Paleoarctic? As in, which is Russia. No, no, like, like Europe and Russia. Oh, and other parts of Asia. Yeah, like it's it's like a whole, it's a whole like. It's like a northern Eurasian. Also, it just has like a smidgen of red on its head, like where a pileated woodpecker would have the red. Like it's like a teeny tiny like mohawk. And I'm like, an Irish fang. <laughs> maybe he Just does. Ha- maybe he have does like have. a little mohawk. Yeah. Like maybe his hair has like a funny cowlick that makes it grow Aww. like that. Anyway. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe Iggy's uh, brown creeper. I don't know. Another bird that climbs <laughs> trees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, because they they were both described as being particularly. Yeah, squirrely. what bird do you think is tall and vanilla? <laughs> oh no, uh, a swan. But they have to climb trees also really well. Mm. I was like, swans are not vanilla. They're just... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking vanilla in terms of being basic, not in terms of being. Mm. Uh huh. Pleasant. <laughs> well, no, that's fair. I don't think most tree climbing birds are white. <laughs> Because yeah. the whole point is to be tree colored. Yeah. A snowy owl. Ooh. Oh. Owls have good hearing. They also have good vision, though. That's true. Although Iggy had good vision before that. <laughs> yeah. Do owls have good vision after having surgery? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh. I like the idea of Iggy as a snowy owl. Wait, yeah, that's fun. Owls only have good night vision? Like, isn't isn't that a thing? Again, I'm not an ornithologist, but I just seem to remember this. <laughs> I think they have decent vision most of the time. But Iggy did get, like, the surgery that made him go blind was to improve his night vision. So if they were particular, if they were especially, sorry, I'm still on the, this is like a paramilitary operation trying to create spies. Yeah. Thing. So if they were trying to make, like, a nighttime, I'm I'm less convinced about the religious (laughs) thing than you are. But if they're trying to make, like, an avian human spy that is good in the nighttime. An owl. Would yeah, be maybe they. Choice. Maybe he was crossed with an owl, but then they were like, not good enough. Well, and it's only two percent. Maybe the two percent didn't go into his eyeballs. Yeah, and I think owls still mostly rely on hearing more than night. Like I think they have so, obviously yeah. good night vision, but I think it's more hearing anyway. But yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they they were like, wow, we want a bird we want a bird kid with really good night vision. Let's cross him with an owl. And then he's like, I just have regular bird vision <laughs> because owls rely on hearing more than sight. And they're like, damn it. It's like, gosh shit. <laughs> if only we'd looked up anything about <laughs> birds <laughs> before doing yes. this. It's a good thing these scientists are as seemingly incompetent as James Patterson is. Yeah. I do think both of your theories can work, though, because I think what it is is that everybody is doing the paramilitary thing, but Mm -hmm. Jeb is doing the religious thing. But also, it's America. Religion is ingrained in everything that they do. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be church and state, but they love to throw the church in everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, I could see that there is a religious influence on a military operation. Yeah. But I definitely lean more towards the side of this is military before it's religious, you know? 
That's fair. I think it's both. I'm thinking that it's like Jeb is, I -hmm. think, in charge of this whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like he pitched it as a paramilitary operation. Yeah. But Jeb is trying to create the Messiah, Mm. you know? And so it is being developed as a paramilitary operation. But Jeb is doing his own thing. Yeah, I agree. I like that theory. I think that's what it is. Yep. Hmm. So I think I think everyone's right. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all right is what I'm saying. I yeah. think the only person who's wrong is James Patterson. <laughs> 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 anyway, why? Like, is it a fourteen-year-old thing to think they have to discover their destiny? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Probably. Like, because I you feel can't, like you didn't. You guys didn't. <laughs> like um, a debt. Like. Didn't, didn't you, like, okay, I read a lot of YA, but I was, like, didn't you, like, have these visions and dreams of, like, how someone will find you and tell you you're meant for greater and bigger things at 14? <laughs> well, or is this just a unique experience to me? Okay, I don't think I had that. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I had somebody, I mean, I feel like I was, like, yeah, I would like to be isekai'd away from here, enter a fantasy world for adventures. Uh-huh. But I don't think I had in the real world someone will come and tell me I have a destiny. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to be uh, kidnapped into a fantasy world because of my magical destiny. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I always had the some Hawkeye will try and find you and <laughs> tell you about your destiny. <laughs> so no, I think I- it would be it would be two Hawkeyes and you'd have to choose between them. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah and one of them you is your best friend since you were a child. From childhood, yeah. Oh, but see, I didn't have any boyfriends, so like... Me neither, but... Weird, but... So that wasn't even a thought on my brain. And I also hated love triangles when I Who even doesn't? threw the Twilight stuff. So it always it was always just one because it okay. was the whole soulmate thing because I'm mm. cheesy as yeah. it can be. No, that's fair. <laughs> what did he look like? Was he dark and brooding? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but she could fix him, don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is, like, deep, I don't know if I should admit this, but, like, somewhere, it's probably deleted, but I there was, like, I wrote, like, 14 chapters of a book, and it was, like, a oh, self-insert, amazing. like... Wow. Yeah, it I was, love that. Oh, it was awful. If we, so ever, if we ever start a Patreon, and that <laughs> Patreon makes... What amount? A hundred million dollars? Then I will publish my Twilight fan fiction, and Sam will publish her fourteen <laughs> chapters, chapters. Of a book I wrote. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to admit my things, but I definitely had that too. <laughs> for five hundred million dollars, I would do it. Same. Yeah, I'd probably do it for like a hundred thousand. So yeah, at fourteen, yeah, I definitely did envision how I was, what my destiny was, because I definitely thought my life was more than just sitting behind a computer coding for the rest of my life. I mean, okay, but I did, I did genuinely feel like, oh, but I'm going to save the world, you know? Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, not that somebody would. Yeah, not through magic or. Oh, I thought it was magic. I was delusional. (laughs) But like, I thought I was going to discover the way to solve climate change, you know? Yeah. I was going to cure diabetes when I was 14. Yeah. You were better teenagers than me. That's not true. <laughs> I spend way more time thinking I would crawl through a hedge and end up in a magical world, and that would be amazing. But the occasional times that I was like, yeah, when I'm a grown-up, uh, I'm yeah. definitely going to be working to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine was save the polar bears. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, now what if I make enough money to live? 
Yeah, my goals get smaller and smaller every year. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Currently, my goal is I would like to have a dog someday. Wow, Same. that's a good goal. Not yet, though. Not <laughs> yet, I though. I can't afford that, and also I don't have a house. That's okay. I think part of the saving the world I had, I wanted to do when I was 14 is save the white tigers, which actually oh, yeah. <laughs> is mm, not a thing to do. Not a good idea, actually. So, I'm going to not do that. Yeah. I mean, one of mine was save the whales. And I. You're doing it. You are. <laughs> no, I'm trying so hard, but it's not really working. <laughs> yeah, you're. Uh, I'm doing my best. Yeah, you have a shovel in the ocean and you're trying to scoop the water out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're a right whale and you're listening to this, um, don't let the copepods trick you. Don't listen to the copepods. <laughs> it's a trap. They're trying to get you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to this book again. <laughs> I guess, yeah. See, the problem when they don't do bird stuff is that we don't have a ton to talk about. <laughs> no. Okay, no. but should we talk about the fact that I was right and Angel definitely blew up this eraser's brain with her mind? Oh, they don't say it here, was but I am. Was? I think you're right. I'm yeah. 100% convinced. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was, like my summary said, I thought it was Max yeah. that did something, but that makes a lot more sense. I no, have been convinced. Angel. Well, she also screams bloody murder. It's the way Max yeah. repeats bloody murder three times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I just didn't think of it. But yes. Yeah. You could not convince me otherwise until the uh, primary text proves that I'm wrong. <laughs> oh. Says it. We, no, we, we know I am t- on the side of e- Angel is... Angel is a demon. <laughs> angel and demon. <laughs> she can be your angle and your devil. <laughs> Could be another uh, weird, deeply rooted metaphor that she's the one with the pure white angel wings. But uh, it's... it's not that deep, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either, but... Wow. She's going to be Lucifer to Max's wow, yeah. god or That's whatever. What I'm... <laughs> saying anyways i need to stop this now (laughs) Raphael, who's the number one one michael michael like max starts with an m (laughs) i think i think i'm right also max goes by a shortened version of her name so does most people named michael (laughs) named michael (laughs) so does the angel (laughs) so does so does the i know the angel michael and he goes (laughs) by mike The blessed angel, Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> okay, I take it back. The blessed <laughs> angel, Max, is not ridi- as ridiculous. That's not that ridiculous, no. Wow, I can't wait until it's Christmas season and we start hearing about how the angel Gabe went to marry and was like, yo, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a baby. Yeah, no, she definitely does. It's wild. It's crazy. This eraser is, like, not healthy, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. Because no. he's got bloodshot eyes and long yellow fangs, which um, I'll have you know, uh-huh. dogs, at least, don't have yellow teeth unless you don't brush their teeth. Mm-hmm. And then it's plaque. <laughs> and so he's probably dying of gum disease and heart disease. <laughs> Yeah. And it's probably not from the gene genetic recombination. It's probably from not brushing your teeth. <laughs> Gross. I mean, to be fair, he's five. What five-year-old brushes their teeth regularly? Is he five, though? Fang explicitly says that he is five years old. <laughs> yeah, that's the tattoo. 
But the tattoo is how long he's been an eraser, and Ari was not an eraser his whole life. Yeah, I th- I think Ari is different from the other erasers. He's not like the other girls. He's not like the other girls. Okay. He's not like the other girls. Because it seems like, from what they've said in previous chapters and what they've said in this one, the erasers are made whole cloth in batches. This eraser yeah. has a tattoo that says 110007 on the back of his neck. Which, not Sam. Why do I keep thinking her name is Sam? Max and, <laughs> Max and Fang. Yeah. Max and Fang say means that he was made uh, in November of 20... Nope. Zero. <laughs> 20 zero, zero. Yeah. 20 zero, zero. And he was made in the 11th month of the year 2000 and was the seventh one in his batch. Sure. I was thinking about them the gray guards from del toro quest which are made in batches of 12 and they're like grown in vats mm. i assume they have to be made the same way the bird kids were made with the in utero thing injection the so like how the amniocentesis fuck, that doesn't work like that how the fuck are they getting just like batches of pregnant women in not just like the most awful way you can possibly imagine <laughs> Yeah, you know, I see. I'm imagining that they these ones are like literal test tube kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they make so many of them. It must be so expensive. Oh my god! Right. And they're just like throwing them away after five years. Yeah, and they're just throwing all of them at these bird kids. Yeah, have killed several at this point. And what is the best funded uh, division of the U.S. Yeah, government? The military, you're right. Military. Yeah. After mm-hmm. football coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought, too. Oh, we don't want to get started on football, guys. I, I know no. so much about football now. No, we I don't do want to talk about football we this time. We don't want to talk about that, especially because maybe this episode is coming out around American Thanksgiving, which I think is oh, when yeah. people watch football. That sounds right. I think right. that's a football time. Yeah, I think that's a football time. So no, we the have... Super Bowl is some is like in the spring. Oh, they that's just watch true, football yeah. at Thanksgiving. But I think college football happens. College football. A I don't lot even know what the on deal Thanksgiving. is with college football. Anyway, we have no opinions about football. Um, None but... whatsoever. <laughs> but military. But the military. <laughs> I don't have many opinions on that either. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this eraser is five years old. Which means... <laughs> Which means we know exactly when this book is set. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't this book published in 2004? I think it was 2006. Oh, okay, I was about to be like, wait, is he being like in the future I could of be 2005? <laughs> the distant future of next distant year. Distant future. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be bonkers. Let me just double check what year the first one came out. It came out in 2005. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, wow, this year, these erasers. I guess that's fun. You're reading a book and it's like, wow, this eraser is five years old because he was born in 2000. And you're like, oh my God, that's this year. That's this year. <laughs> if I was in New York right now. Yeah, Max could be there. Max could be there. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. What a good time. The thing I looked out, looked up about these chapters is while Max is fighting this eraser that has grabbed her, she is uh, chopping and like punching and slapping and kicking, yeah, and seeming to make no impact on this eraser. Uh huh. And she makes a very Max comment like, "Wow, have these guys been bred to not have pain receptors or something?" 
Oh. And I was like, that's interesting. What? Ha- what? Uh-huh. What goes into that? And I don't know how you would breed that. <laughs> but there is, like, SEPA, conden- congenital insensitivity to pain and anhydrosis, which is, like, that condition that, like, very, very rare condition where people do not feel pain or, I think, in general, most sensations on their body. Oh. I Like, I am so itchy for some reason right now (laughs) my legs are killing me i'm about to pass away so i would like this right now but it is actually super dangerous (laughs) because anhydrosis is not sweating right yeah wild so they just don't feel heat or cold or they don't hear feel heat or cold or pain so people like with this with that condition like in infants because it's a congenital thing like you have it from birth they often notice it in infants because they will like chew on their mouth or their hands until sometimes they'll like self amputate parts of their Whoa. body. Oh my god! As infants, yeah, because they don't know not to, right? They're not getting the the receptor that like, hey, if you bite your fingers, it hurts. Or like, it's really common, or not common, but like people who have this kind of condition have to constantly do like body checks to make sure that they're not hurt. Right. Because right? if you don't feel pain, like you don't know if you have an infection, a broken bone, like you have no idea. So it, it, they could have done something. It, it's a a gene defect that messes with some uh, tyrosine kinase receptors in the brain that like makes it so that they are unable to like feel pain and temperature signals. Oh, I was going to wonder. I was wondering if it they didn't have like the what are they? No, nociceptors? the actual cells that feel the pain but i guess that would be probably more detrimental to your body than just the connection at your brain not existing (laughs) maybe like it could be that they could do something with this i also had the thought to run by you guys i wonder if these erasers are all on like forcibly on opioids because opioids or epinephrine Mm. yeah like opioids specifically are what i looked up they're hyper addictive pain medications but the way they work is like on the central nervous system so they actually like depress the nerve cells in your body to just completely block pain signals or like other signals sent through the spinal cord to the brain uh. so like you just can't feel pain they also have that like extremely addictive tendency which could be an easy way to like maybe keep your eraser army in line right like if yeah because have to if, rely on you yeah if you're the only place they can get it yeah so i'm almost more inclined to think that these erasers are all just being fed drugs rather than somehow having their nerves genetically messed with Although- yeah my first thought was that maybe they're just like constantly in a state of adrenaline mm-hmm. like high adrenaline because adrenaline like if your life is in danger Mm-hmm. Like, if you can convince your brain that you are going to, like, die if you don't ignore this pain that you're in, people can walk on, like, broken limbs and stuff yeah. like that. If yeah. you are, like, if you can amp yourself up enough to produce enough epinephrine, <laughs> mm-hmm. then your body has that ability to completely kill pain with it. So I would also think that might be an option, but maybe that's also how the opioids affect the body. Maybe it could be both. If it is like a drug regimen rather than a genetic thing, they could just be 
hyping them up with all sorts of stimulants and painkillers. Yeah, because if they're like, whatever is, they do seem to just be like hair triggered to fight, you know? And like that does imply that they are, what is it? Their parasympathetic system is just like amped up. Like really aroused, yeah. (laughs) At all times. Yeah. And they (laughs) act a little like unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have enough information to make any sorts of conclusions, but there's some interesting possibilities that again yeah. are way more like neurochemical than I have the ability to. Yeah. Oh, because the the other thing I was thinking was that I think we get the impression that the eraser like metamorphosis is painful. Yeah. And so maybe it is literally they had to do something. Whatever they did, the reason could be like a side benefit is that they don't feel pain if they're being attacked, mm. but also like they. F- physically just can't be in pain when they're changing because it will like drive them up the wall or something yeah (laughs) you know if the metamorphosis is as painful as like all of the bones in your body rearranging sounds like it is it would probably be hard to motivate someone to experience that yeah like teeth bursting out of your gums like yeah (laughs) yeah their entire face like restructuring yeah you'd have to do something to either like condition them to accept that extreme pain is just part of their life. Yeah. Or you would have to do something to make it so they do not feel the pain at all. Yeah. Neither of which seems like a process that would be conducive to like a mentally healthy individual. I feel bad for the erasers now. <laughs> uh, listen, <laughs> we've had weird feelings about them the whole time. Yeah. Although whatever they've done can make them not feel the attacks of a super strong bird kid, mm-hmm. but they can get taken out by a bicycle messenger. Yeah, what <laughs> is with that? Because that's like a throwaway line that there were two erasers. One of them got taken out by a bicycle messenger. Angel kills the other one. And then they like kind of stand around and check to make sure it's dead. And Angel is screaming bloody murder. And then they have to decide to run away because the cops come. And I guess the first eraser that got hit by a bike just doesn't get back up. Yeah, like, did the bike break all of his legs? <laughs> like, like, did he get somehow? knocked by a bike into the path of, like, an 18-wheeler and have his head crushed or something? Like, It's, yeah, huh? kind of wild. <laughs> I, and the, the bike line was so throwaway that the first time I read the chapter... It, I didn't like retain it, and I spent the rest of the chapter wondering where the second eraser was because I knew there <laughs> were two. I was like, "Where is this guy?" And it's like, "Oh, he got knocked over, and that's it, I guess." And he got knocked out of the book. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I did look up what a bicycle messenger was because I okay. needed to know. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> hold on, wait. <laughs> What's a bike messenger in 2005?" <laughs> Like an old-timey Uber Eats. Yeah, I was like, wait, we're not in the Victorian era or whenever bikes were invented. Edwardian, one of those. And largely, it's not interesting, but apparently they are still prevalent in cities. Like, people exist who are just bike messengers who just, it's mostly for documents, and they just carry documents around. But now it has, mostly bike couriers have now turned into, like, uh, food delivery Because I think it was, like, with the invention of, like, electronic filing by courts, that was the thing that killed the bike courier. Because before, like, court documents were the main thing that had to be, like, physically carried places. Mm. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And I only say that because I really the only reason I brought it up is because there is a line in the Wikipedia page for bike couriers or bike messengers, which says uh, in New York City alone, oh. the number of bicycle messengers dropped by approximately 1000 between 1998 and 2008. Wow. So, wow. This is one of the last bike couriers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it killed an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give that guy a medal. I feel like there are just some things that really make me feel like uh, the person writing this book yeah. lived a lot of life before 2005, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, bicycle couriers? You know those guys? Bicycle couriers? Four year know what a bicycle courier is, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> In 2005? Oh, my God. The other one was when he said, was when Max finds the bank card yeah. and it's like it's a bank card the kind you use at an atm oh my God. and i'm like yeah. james patterson are there kinds that you can't use at an atm you gotta get with the times bud <laughs> come on my dude because i did also look up when bank cards were invented and they were oh, yeah? invented in 1967 so he's had okay. a lot of time to get used to them yeah he has no excuse the sorry the second bank card i get the second <laughs> bank to uh issue bank cards was oh. in new york <laughs> so. oh wow so new york has bank cards at the wazoo yeah out the wazoo out the wazoo a phrase that is probably in this book somewhere yeah max already has a card why is she acting like she doesn't know what a bank card is <laughs> right we did confirm she's got that assholes card still <laughs> she does still have that assholes card she can't use it again i guess i can't remember can't. why i don't think they said why I, maybe they're worried about it being traced or it got locked down or something i don't know the thing that i fixated on about the fact that max just randomly finds an atm card with her own name on it and the uh-huh. voice is like "Ooh, this is for you you can use it if you figure out the password can the voice not just tell her Oh my god, I know. Why can it not just tell her? Why can it not just tell her? Because it's a test. For what? I don't know. For her being the Lord Savior or some shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Between this and the fucking... In chapter 93, you need to learn how to relax. Relaxation facilitates learning and communication. Studies have shown it, but you're not relaxing. (laughs) like like the voice is just not telling max where the institute is it's just being like well to find the institute you have to relax and then here it's like oh i got you this atm card but also (laughs) you can only use it if you figure out the password max but she has to figure it out while relaxed while While relaxed relaxed. yeah so Mm -hmm. i did look up the signs of gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) and yeah Uh this voice is gaslighting max yeah (laughs) like Basically, uh, like, minimizing her feelings, right? Max is freaking out over, yeah, hearing a voice, having electronics and various other things, sending her messages. Yeah. They're in a city which I can't imagine they like. (laughs) They've seen several erasers. They've been kidnapped. Anyway, and it's just like, Max, all in good time. You just have to relax. It's like, shut the hell up. Yeah. Now that you say it, I think this voice might be coming from Max's EAP, her employee assistance program. <laughs> That's also what I was <laughs> going to mention. I was like, this is workplace wellness. Bullshit. Yep. 
Where it's like, wow, have you tried just meditating during your lunch hour, Max? (laughs) Oh, you're stressed? Well, we won't give you more money to alleviate some of your stress, but we will tell you that you should work harder and also that you need to reduce the stress in your life. Yeah. You are the stress in my life. How do I reduce you? Oh, I can't because I need the money from this ATM. Yeah, I know the answer to your problem, but I'm not going to tell you the answer. I'm going to tell you that you need to relax and then the answer will come to you. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but nothing makes me feel more relaxed than somebody else telling me to relax. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's like the least helpful It's the worst. Like, literally a little bit later, it's just like, Max is like, I'm hearing voices in my head. And the voice is like, just one voice, Max, not voices. Calm down. It's like, that's not helpful. One of the okay here, yeah. What are the signs of gaslighting? You are made to doubt your feelings and reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are made to question your judgment and perceptions. You are made to feel alone and powerless. Max literally talks about how she feels alone in the flock and different. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Checking off all of these. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> you want? Uh, you are made to wonder if you th- are what they say you are. Explicitly. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyway, oh, you have a sense of impending doom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's fine. There are like <laughs> 14 things on the li- this list. And yeah. <laughs> wow. So Max is being gaslit by her own internal monologue. Yeah. By Jeb or whoever is talking to her. <laughs> whoever the heck is in her head. Yeah. Which as a fan, well, no, as they all kind of point out, the voice knows where Max is and what she can see, which is extremely disconcerting. That is very concerning. Gasman asking the important question. Even in the bathroom, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly, as someone, I, we've talked about this before, I have like an irrational paranoia that somebody is looking at me at all times, especially when I'm in the bathroom. So like, I get where Gasman is coming from and I get why Max hates this. Um, yeah. But also like, where, uh, speaking as the resident piss man on this podcast, where do we, <laughs> where, do, where do we think they've been going to the bathroom? Because I've been concerned about this. I would not be able to handle just, like, living in a tree. There's no bathroom there. Well, um, birds don't have, like, uh, physical control over their bowels. So they that's probably why it hasn't come oh up. Okay, God. but the bird kids wear pants. <laughs> Do you yeah. think they're just constantly shitting their pants? No, much like their wings, they just have a slit. In their clothes. Where? In their clothes. To expose their cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they wear pull-ups and Max Hannah doesn't brought mention it, it because it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. This is a common trend in like any book, show, anything. There's never any focus on when people go to the bathroom. I always want to know because I always have to pee. <laughs> I'm fine with it not being yeah. brought up in books. <laughs> I need to know. I don't. I'm good. I have, I have like a three-hour meeting tomorrow where they're like, please don't leave once the meeting starts until the what? end. And I'm... <laughs> panicking about it like in person no yeah and there's no scheduled coffee breaks dang i worry a lot about bathroom things that's fair was jeb in this cop car oh yeah max sees a cop who she's like oh my god it's jeb or is it and then moves on yeah i don't think so like, so they know where Max is at all times because of the microchip. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. So maybe Jeb is just, like, nearby at all times. 
like following them around and using his little machine that projects his voice into Max's head into the Neuralink or whatever. The microchip? Yeah. Yeah, like I think that's what we talked about two episodes ago, three episodes. Yeah, I didn't. The Neuralink thing. I didn't make the connection when you talked about it before that it was through the existing microchip that we do know exists. Oh, no. Max. I think she has one in her brain. Yeah. You think she has two? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Like I th- okay. I think they all have the microchip in their arms or whatever yeah. to track them. I agree. And then I think Max has a bonus one in her brain. Okay. Because my follow-up question was going to be, how does it talk in her brain if it's in her arm? But it doesn't, is the answer. It's just really loud. <laughs> <laughs> it has like a really long antenna. <laughs> yeah. Just like a muffled voice from your arm. Max! Max, you need to relax. What? Damn, we really should have figured for nerves and muscles and stuff growing over it. Oh, well. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. I am still perplexed on how this voice is in there. Although Jeb following her around and speaking into a microchip implanted in her brain is kind of the most... Just to gaslight her, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that, that seems reasonable so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a fart joke in this chapter, but it's kind of secret. A secret one? <laughs> Did you notice? What? It, no. I didn't pick it up until the second time I read it. Uh, at the end of this chapter, they do their cute little, like, stacking their hands before bed thing. And Max hears a gazzy sigh or something. And I was like, this is <laughs> this is a fart joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fair. The gasman finally lives up to his name. I was going to say, I appreciate that they don't bring it up. Other Possibly. than at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had to say about that that's particular fair. part of bathroom activities. Great. Uh, I The only other thing I wanted to say is that I'm pretty sure this cop comes back who has Angel's bear. I also had that feeling. Yeah, because Angel for somehow, for some reason, drops her bear climbing out of the tree. Yeah. For plot reasons. And yeah. then... Max has to scoop her up and run when they book it out of there. And then the female cop has enough attention put on her that yeah. she's noticed. <laughs> and I think uh, she comes back as an ally, but I don't remember fully. Yeah. Or she comes back as an ally because Angel <laughs> brain <laughs> controls her. <laughs> Uh-oh. It could be either. Yeah. But I had the same feeling. I'm like, this is gonna... This comes back around. Yeah. Celeste is not gone forever. No No. way. Not after all that work they went to to get her. Yeah. Just rummaging around in someone's brain. Yeah. Rifling around in there. Um, shall we guess what happens next, though? Okay. Fun. Great. Okay, (laughs) so... As always, I'm going to read you the first sentence of the next four chapters, and you have to try and guess what's going to happen. So, chapter 97. We headed south and east, out of the park, hoping to get lost among the ever-present crowds of people jamming the streets. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're maybe going to head south and east out of the park? (laughs) Yeah, probably that. Hoping to get lost among the crowd? (laughs) There's either going to be an eraser or Angel is going to sulk in a way that is like legit destructive somehow. Legit destructive. Legit destructive. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I buy that. She's gonna blow up somebody's brain. Like whole body. The next, it's just gonna yeah. be an explosion. They're gonna be walking down the street. Angel will be yelling about her bear, and Bowser Boys will just be dropping dead on either side of her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Um, <laughs> That's not funny. Be not afraid. <laughs> be not afraid. <laughs> okay, chapter ninety-eight. <laughs> Your sentence is: a steady stream of people was filing through the huge middle double doors. Ooh, to what? Another toy store. <laughs> I was thinking because the voice was telling Max so insistently that she needs to relax that maybe they go to a spa next. Oh. Wow. So maybe they're going into this. You know how spas have uh, multiple sets of double doors? Yeah, you know. They're going to the subway, aren't they? Uh, or a bank. Oh, a bank. Oh. Oh, yeah, with the ATM card. Yeah. Mm, good thinking. To where the, the ATM machine is. is. The ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to make sure I did not say that, but it might have slipped out. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Great. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh. Do you think do you think she's guessed the pin number to use on the ATM machine? Yeah, maybe she's guessed the pin number. <laughs> okay, chapter 99. Uh in which Sam is validated. <laughs> it's a bank. Uh, I uh. gave serious thought to staying in that cathedral, hiding, sleeping there. Yes! Oh. <laughs> I I got too excited. I caught. <laughs> choked on your cathedral <laughs> i know i'm right yeah wow. die on this hill the double doors like to the hill. cathedral <laughs> i mean listen churches are literally called sanctuaries so it makes sense that they would go into one and be like wow safe that's what they're supposed to be for i can't believe you're quoting fang <laughs> does, does he say that in the previous chapter <laughs> um anyway no spoilers uh the last chapter that we'll read for next time which is chapter 100 wow <laughs> there's too many chapters in this book yeah fair um okay so your sentence is so do we have money i hope the gas man asked as we passed <laughs> a street vendor selling polish sausage oh i don't Aww. think she's figured out the password yet no i guess not eh? i guess no. not yeah, so I guess they like probably get to this church, sleep in this church. I mean, I don't know if much else will happen. And then, yeah, they keep walking along and they're all hungry. And Max yeah. still hasn't figured out what the password is. Yeah, it's probably breakfast time. So they need to go find some peanuts or popcorn or other <laughs> snack food to eat as breakfast. Not lasagna. Not lasagna. <laughs> Imagine a street vendor selling lasagna. <laughs> Imagine they eat a lasagna for breakfast. Then we know James Patterson is wrong. Cancel it again. I'm like, I ate some like leftover <laughs> pasta the other day for breakfast. And <laughs> I, you guys should be so proud of me because I did not tell you until just now. I had to restrain <laughs> myself. I was like, I'm going to send them a picture. And I was like, no, that's annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I kept it to myself <laughs> until just now. But I did that's eat I leftover macaroni with tomato wow. sauce for breakfast crime fuck off <laughs> a yuck um <laughs> i think i also had corn for breakfast one day so you know that's fine that's allowed that one's normal for sure yeah it's not pasta we've been over this anyway uh -huh. let's talk about what else we're reading <laughs> i i uh yeah i read one or 
two more KJ Charles books. <laughs> I don't know which ones I had read <laughs> since the last recording. Uh, but other than that, I have not read anything else new. How many books have you read so far this year? <laughs> 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I think I did start something new. I started Stone Blind. I oh. think that's new from last time. Oh, yeah. I keep not picking it back up again. Like mm-hmm. I, I've listened to, I'm listening to the audiobook and I've listened to a chunk of it. And then it was like several days. And then I listened to another chunk of it. And then it's been several days again. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to keep reading it. I mean, I'm, I still <laughs> like Greek myths. And so I'll give it a I'm shot. But Jackson. I might switch over to the new Percy Jackson. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll feel good about that. That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, what about you guys? I don't have much to report. I am still reading Bedlam Stacks and I think Paladin Strength is the second one. Mm-hmm. I did finish. What did I finish? Oh, I finished Carrie Soto is back, which was mm. great because it's all about tennis and I love tennis. So it was very interesting. And it's very much how tennis is, which is why I never oh. uh, competed because it's toxic <laughs> as fuck. Oh. <laughs> and then I, it's spooky season. So I started reading the Hacienda, which I forget the author because I don't have Goodreads open right now. But it's like a horror book based in Mexico and it's like a haunted house vibe. Like the house Hmm. is sentient. Whoa. Yeah. And it's like just after like the Mexican Revolution, I think, or something. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I started listening to that. I have six days left on my library hold, so (laughs) let's see. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's it. Well, I've been making my way through listening to more of the World of the White Rat books by T. Kingfisher. Yes. I finished both of the Clock Tor, Clock Tor, that's a hard word for me, Clock Tor War books. And I am, I have about three hours left of Swordheart. And so far, they are all delightful. What a good series. What a good time. I just saw too, she won a Hugo Award, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for Nettle Another and Bone. one? Oh, good I don't know her. if that's new or old news, but I saw it on Twitter. So wow, nice. Yeah, yeah I think she won a Hugo for something before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, like she has before for sure, but I don't know which one. Yeah, but another one. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, I am loving these books, and I'm glad Sophie made us read them. Yay! I'm also reading The Watchmaker of Filigree Street by Natasha Pulley. Before I reread the Bedlam Stacks, which I am making us read, and I'm not enjoying it as much as Teaking for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I have done this to myself. I have hoisted my own petard. Well, yeah, (laughs) I also feel like Teaking for sure is so far up most of our alleys. Yeah. That look. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's delightful. I'm having a great time. It's hard to it's hard to match it. The, yeah, the Nedlam stacks may not be up Sam's alley. <laughs> That's fair. I remember that one being like a little slow and kind of weird, which is why I wanted to read it again. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to it yet, <laughs> even though it's the end of the month. <laughs> I did just want to add that I have also been playing a narrative video game that my friends just finished making that is oh. very scary. 
very horror for the season. Uh, I know it's after Halloween now, but I want to give a shout out because it's really, really good. It's really weird and unique and terrifying. I leaned away from my computer a lot, but it's a really cool little story with like many pathways. You can replay the game like a bunch of times to get a bunch of different endings. And it's very cool. And I can't really say anything else about it without spoiling it, but it's called Slay the Princess. Oh. And... It's a love story, but also horror. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just want to shout that out. And people should buy it and play it. <laughs> Is that another Abby Howard? Yeah. My friend Abby Howard and Tony Arias, they have made another video game. And this one, unlike the other one, this one's just a all-in-one. It's, like, finished. Nice. It's done. It's really good. It's voice acted. The art is incredible. Oh. The music's amazing. They have the guy who does the Magnus Archives, which I horror people are usually really into the Magnus Archives, so sure. very cool. Anyway, that's my promo slot. Wow. <laughs> For Slay the Princess. Out now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know what you could read when you need a break from your video <laughs> game, Sophie? Well, it is November, of course, right now. Sure. <laughs> And you could read Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, which is our Midlight Book Club book for November. I'll get right on that right now in November. In November. <laughs> which also apparently an Apple TV uh, limited series. Oh, really? oh, Yeah, I found that out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> With Brie Larson. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. I still haven't watched the Daisy Jones and the Six show, even though I was excited about it i just don't watch many tv shows i only watch youtube videos i've already seen before (laughs) that's fine i never watched shadow and bone season two i that's fine yeah (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i did it's fine you don't need to (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean i do really enjoy wylan yeah i'll watch it eventually I need, you know, what I need <laughs> is yeah. somebody to make a cut of that show that's just the crows because everything Mal and Alina do is boring. That sounds like <laughs> the Grishaverse. Yeah. yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, like it's not the showrunner's fault because no, Mal and Alina are boring. Yeah. But I don't care in the slightest and I do want to watch the show about the crows. So I'm stuck watching Mal and Alina be boring for like <laughs> half the show. <laughs> Just be boring at each other. What a it's great so review. Boring. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything they do. Uh, anyway, uh, if you liked this chapter of reviewing Six of Crows, consider <laughs> rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Blue Sky. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Max, a millennial. (laughs) Of course I'm not relaxing. We're running out of money. We're constantly in danger. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm not relaxing. I'm not relaxed. I have no money and no house. (laughs) And your whales are going extinct. My whales are going extinct. I have no job security. (laughs) 